On this week's episode of Between the Lines, I get to sit down with Anthony Linder, aka Fridays, who you might know from the intro song that we get to use here on the show. We sit and talk for a while about his journey to getting his first contract to play professional basketball in Italy for Alliance Pallacanestro Trieste. We also have the holy grail of athlete traits you wish you had, and a few bars from Anthony himself. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Today is Friday, June 26th. The talk I had this week with Anthony ended up being pretty long, so I decided to skip past a lot of the usual segments and cut right into our discussion. But real quick, an update on last week's money line. The Doosan Bears decided it was an excellent Friday to ruin my parlay by beating the LG Twins. Yeah, I absolutely hate to see it. So nothing for me this week, but next week we're definitely going to have a good one. Now, let's get into that chat. All right, Ant, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on today. How we doing? Uh, of course. Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. How about you? Doing okay, man. Um, it's getting hot outside, so, you know, hiding from the sun, like always. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's pretty gross. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's get this thing kicked off. Um, I'd like to start off with just, you know, a little bit of a playbook of your life. So everyone, whether it be sports or in life itself, has some sort of playbook, uh, something that likes that, something that they use to guide them in the decisions that they make, or kind of like a game plan in their day to day life. So, what is something that you tend to live by, or you try to live by, that keeps you true to who you are, keeps you going? Um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things. Uh, I mean, you know, athletic wise, or you know, even just living life day by day. There's a bunch of different things that I think you know add up to that total playbook, like you were saying. Um, but you know, the, the first thing, I know there's two things that I usually mainly follow, follow. Um, the first thing is, um, you know, going with the whole, you know, absence of, you know, just basically growing up with just my mom and my sister, you know, that whole absence of, you know, not having the father kind of figure, um, basically they kind of gave me like a whole realistic version of like what the world's like at a young age. I was like four or five when I started realizing it. Right. So, you know, just kind of using that and just like using everything that I can in my body to put it forward to like a craft that I wanted to do, whether it was basketball or any type of sport or even in school, just so I can kind of, you know, make it easier for, you know, my family growing up and stuff like that. So I would just kind of use that motive, use that, you know, pain as motivation and just kind of, you know, drive that forward. And then, you know, also, I mean, I was always a, I wouldn't say like an outcast, but like an underdog, I guess, in the sense of, I would try to do things that, you know, either out, outside of my comfort zone or, you know, people would see that I shouldn't be doing. Like it, I always going to, I'm always going to bring stuff back to basketball, but like in basketball, I would try and grow up and be a guard when I was always supposed to be a big and, mm-hmm. 
you know, people are just like, oh, like, you, you shouldn't be doing that, you know, get your, you know, get your big self in the paint. I don't know what you're doing outside. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I had those abilities to where I could be doing anything that I really wanted to. And it's just kind of like blocking out, you know, all the negative noise, I guess I would say, you know, is the main story of that whole entire thing. It's just not really listening to people, what they have to say, but just kind of showing them what you can say with like your actions and stuff like that. Right. No, for sure. I get it. I mean, I've kind of known you for, you know, a long time. So yeah. I've seen a lot of those things come into play, um, especially on the court. It's kind of how we got to know each other. So um, definitely, I definitely see how that's, you know, played out for you. And I mean, it's only played out in good ways. So yeah, uh, I guess that's good stuff for you to, you know, stay true to that and everything. Um, yeah. So, you know, tell me a little bit about what you have going on now. I mean, I know the news, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's get it out to everybody who may or may not listen to this. <laughs> yeah so um uh you know obviously you know me you visiting our friend nolan down in baltimore and uh we were going we were on the course golf course and uh just a public service announcement uh i am absolutely terrible at golfing yeah that's um, a fact <laughs> uh you know i think uh when i go to a golf course and they see my face i should have like a most wanted and <laughs> not in a good way they, they should just probably have me banned for a while um but yeah no uh, we were on the golf course. I want to say it was either the sixth, maybe the fifth hole. Uh, like I got that. It. it was super early. Yeah, it was, it was super early on. We, it was us, just us three, and then we had our, our good buddy Thomas, who yeah. I felt bad for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I got a call from one of my trainers who I've actually been working out with uh, after uh, graduation um, last year from Cabrini. And he's just been helping me out, you know, uh, networking and – getting myself out there and just get myself back into shape. And he called me and he said, uh, this is the lead scout for this team in Italy, Pelicanestro Trieste. It's a uh, very Northeast, kind of like on the border of Slovenia and Croatia. Um, they just called me and they were looking for, you know, a, a two guard, maybe a, a three or sometimes a four type of player, you know, catch and shoot, uh, you know, play physical when needed to be and just kind of do like an all around thing. And he, they asked if they knew anybody like that. And that's what he's been training me to do is try to be that all around player. So he gave me, uh, he gave them my info, gave them my, I guess my workout uh, videos that we have. There's some highlights from uh, high school and college and uh, they, they liked what they saw. And they, they basically gave me a verbal offer of a two year, $75,000 deal uh, for each year. And, um, just, yeah, waiting on the contract to come in so that I can, you know, review it with my family, the legal team, and just see the whole legality of it. But yeah. So as of now, I've got, uh, one offer to play basketball overseas in Italy. That is insane, man. It's something you've definitely been working for since I've met you. Um, what you were like 13, 14. Yeah. So it's nine, 10 years down the road and it's finally all coming uh, into fruition. So that's, yeah. I mean, congratulations for me for, the millionth time in the last two days, but <laughs> yeah. um, can you tell me a little bit about that team and like you know the league that they play in? Yeah, so they're uh, it's it's kind of like I know um, I know a lot of people when they think of Italy, they think of soccer, and you know they have Serie A teams, Serie B teams, and all that type of stuff. Um, but it's the same exact setup. Uh, they got it's uh, they're in the Serie A league. Um, you know they're they're in the lower part of the league, which you know I mean it's. It's, a, it's reasonable for if you look at the roster that they have. I mean, they have guys that are from either from 20 to 25 years old and then maybe have like a couple of older uh, 20s, uh, young 30s. So, I mean, they're always having a young core. Right. Uh, they've been in and out of coaches for a couple of years, I, I believe. So, 
you know, they've, they've struggled in the past, but um, they've, this is their 45th season, I think, as a franchise. So they have the history there. Um, their, their stadium is beautiful. I actually, when we were down there, after we got the call, we watched a couple of their games and the mm-hmm. fans looked like they really love basketball over there. They're a hundred percent into it. They're loud. Um, you know, they're into the game the whole entire time. So, you know, I'm excited because, you know, going to, I, it's, it sucks to say, but in high school, we didn't really have that kind of feel. We, no, not really. We like, I know recently now Robinsville's gotten a lot better. So, you know, kudos to them. But when we were in high school, me and you, like the 2013, 2014, 2015, like era, you know, Robinsville wasn't really big in, uh, in basketball sense. So, you know, we never really had that that big crowd type of feel. And at Cabrini, it was a little bit different. You know, we had uh, a, a good amount of people coming out uh, to our games, especially when we were, you know, in the top 25 here and there and stuff like that. So, you know, I got a little bit of sense of that. But, you know, the stadium's selling out like thousands on top of the thousand type of people. So, you know, to play in front of that atmosphere is going to – is definitely going to be nuts. And I'm definitely going to – I already know I'm going to be rattled for a couple of those games. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it, – it's cool. You know, they got – they just got a real to me at least it just seems like a tight-knit kind of family right you know what's kind of bringing me closer to them too they got four or five americans over there which is pretty cool that's pretty cool is there anybody there from like our area or not our area but i mean our state like near our state uh i think it's mostly people that are like from like either the midwest or maybe like a little bit of the south okay you know like i honestly like i haven't really given that much information or i haven't really looked at the roster as much as just watching them play in general Mm mm-hmm so, I mean, you know, I haven't really looked at, like, the, where are they born, how tall are they, stuff like that. And plus, like, they – that league, they change up their rosters, like, every almost every year, every two okay. years. So, I mean, there's there's no one staying for, like, five-plus years. Right. Unless, you know, they just really want to or, you know, the, the management wants them to stay. But, no, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's – it's I'm still a little, you know, shaken up over here. Uh, even it's, it's only been a day or two after the news, and I'm just – trying to process it all and bring it all into reality. So, I mean, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm thoroughly excited. Can't wait for it. But, you know, there's a couple of unknowns that are, uh, you know, going to get me thinking. But Yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure that's that's with everything, though, you know? Yeah. Uh, you can only be excited. And sometimes you kind of just got to be silent about it and just be excited and happy in silence. Yeah. You know, and just let things kind of come to you as they go by the day. Mm-hmm. But, um. So at Cabrini, you got you played there for four years, um, yep. and I know you guys made a couple runs into the tournament. Um, can you yep. tell me a little bit about that experience. I know I didn't see you for like a year or so because you know we were both at separate schools. Um, when you came back the next time I saw you, you were like a completely different player. So like, how did that help you grow? Yep. Obviously, aside from playing better competition and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. how did you kind of find your what you wanted to be as a player while you were out there? It was it was funny because, you know, going into college you're you're nervous. You, you kinda you don't know whether you want to go to a school that you fit well at or if you want to go to a school that you're automatically playing at. Um one of the, our assistant coaches actually, uh my senior year, his name's AJ Williams, he's actually the head coach over at a community college in Delaware and he tweets all this stuff out, you know, or puts stuff up on Instagram. And he put out this one quote saying that, you know, if you're coming into, you know, your college recruitments worrying about how much time you're going to get, then, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be, you know, worrisome or, you know, kind of, you know, hesitant for a coach to look at because that's just going to be, 
basically them interpreting it that you want everything handed to you on a silver platter and right. that, you know, you're not going to work for it and stuff like that. So my mindset going into it was I knew I had a couple of offers and then Cabrini came in, you know, we felt like that was the best decision. And then looking at their roster, I knew they're a very fast paced athletic type of team. So going, that's going into that. I knew that was completely different from, you know, what I did in high school. I mean, you know, we played for the same coach. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he basically kept me inside for a majority of the time. So I just, I, I mean, I just had to bring back what I would learn to do when I was younger. Like I was saying earlier, like when I was younger, I was always playing the guard spot or playing the three spot trying to do you know whatever I can um and that's basically what I you know try to do over there uh some years out of the four years I was there I would be inside uh for the whole year sometimes I would range out depending on our team and you know what our uh, roster was looking like but you know just it was just basically getting used to the that fast pace um better athleticism type of feel um, and that's just every day in and out. It's not, you know, one day you're, you're, you're playing against easy competition. The next day you're playing against the heart, like you're playing consistent, good competition every single day. And to be one of those top tier guys with that competition, that's what, you know, you had to work for every day. Right. For sure. All right. So then, um, if you could sum up or, you know, give an example of like, maybe like your defining moment at Cabrini, um, maybe like your coming out moment or your coming out game or, you know, the most memorable one, what would that be? All right. I mean, you know, it's so hard because you play with uh, in the four years you're there, you play with so many different guys. I mean, mm -hmm. in freshman year, we only had one senior sophomore year. We had like two, three, uh, junior year we had two and then senior year it was me and, you know, five other guys. Oh, so wow. you're just, you're rappling through a bunch of, you know, different memories and different, you know, having fun with different guys. And yeah. it's, it was, it's cool. But um, I think, you know, my favorite memory, you know, from a winning aspect of it, you know, just from a team aspect of it, I think, you know, winning that you know, conference championship my junior year on our home floor against our rival Newman University, um, you know, it was, was great because that year, you know, we had, a, we had a lot of expectations going in that year. And um, we we faced a lot of people who thought either, you know, we didn't belong there or thought we weren't going to, you know, do what we did. And, um, you know, it was just – it was cool to prove everybody wrong. We only lost, like, I think it was like two or three conference games the whole entire year. Damn. Um, you know, we ran through the conference, um, you know uh, – it was just cool. And then uh, it was, it was a good accomplishment for the win that conference. And we actually got to host two, uh, two NCAA tournament games, the first two rounds, which was really cool. Oh, um, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we, uh, we played college of Staten Island in the first game. Then we played Springfield from um, uh, Boston area in the second round. And it was a good experience, you know, to go through that uh, with your guys and stuff like that. And, you know, it was cool because, we didn't finish where we wanted to, but it was a great way for, you know, one of my good friends, Taheem Monroe. He's a really good basketball player, D3 uh, player of the year, his senior year, um, bunch of off team first teams, 2000 plus points score, like 1500 Jesus. plus rebounder. Like I was telling you about it, him the other day. 
Um, not only is he a great person, you know, player on the court, he's just a phenomenal person off the court. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on in my life now with the offer and the working out and everything like that, like I attest to him because having to guard him every day in practice was <laughs> one of the worst things in the world. Cause you know, he's just, you're, you could be there with him every step of the way, but he's just that, you know, talented, that gifted to where even if you're playing really good defense, his offense is just going to overshine you because he works on his craft so hard every day. So, you know, to send him out like that uh, his senior year was cool. And then I guess, you know, my shining moment or, you know, one of the couple of my shining moments was probably my senior year. I mean, um, you know, junior year, my two roommates, Ivan and Devontae, they tore their both, they both tore their ACLs. So they couldn't play in what would have been their senior year. Um, so, you know, having that my final senior year with those two, uh, you know, was, was awesome because it got me through so much, um, whether it was on the court, off the court, and, you know, just playing with those guys every day um, was really cool. And, you know, there was only, you know, one or two games that really stood out to me the most, at least. Um, we played at, I think it was Marywood University, and they're probably, like, one of the best teams in the conference this year. And they – um much of a call it. It was just, it was a really good game. You know, I didn't play as much as I, as I wanted to, but I think I played in uh, 17 minutes that game and had like 15 points, you know, seven rebounds, something like that. Efficient. So, yeah. So to, <laughs> get, so to get those type of numbers and that kind of minutes, you know, I, I feel like that was probably my best game of, you know, my senior season. Um, but, you know, for me, at least personally, I, it doesn't matter if I put up, you know, 10 points in one game or, 30 points in another game it just matters about you know being on the floor with my friends you know having fun going out there and you know coming out with as many w's as we could and um you know that was just the main focus of every game and you know just being right. out there on the court with my with my with my guys was just you know it was an enjoyable process for the past four years and i genuinely wouldn't trade it for the world because i'm very happy that I, I chose that school to go to yeah man i remember I mean, I remember when, you know, when you were making a decision, I would, I would reach out to you and talk to you about, you know, if you're getting anything and you were kind of on the fence with, you know, making such a big decision, but I'm, I'm real glad it worked out for you. I haven't gotten to meet any of your teammates, but yeah, <laughs> um, anyone that you'd go to war with, I'd probably go to war with too. So yeah, no, they um, a bunch of really good guys up there. Yeah, man. So definitely very happy for you. I mean, my family's pumped for you. So yeah, <laughs> you got, you got your whole crowd out here from Robbinsville cheering you on. So yeah, just a kid um, from the Ville. Just a kid from the Ville. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into something fun. Let's uh, let's go into the Holy Grail. So every week I have a segment called the Holy Grail where we just kind of go into the top four, top five things um, in a certain category. Let's do top four this week um, of athlete traits that you wish you had in the spirit mm-hmm. of you being an athlete. <laughs> um, you Amazing. can go ahead and start us off and we'll just alternate picks. All right, cool. So are we just going like, number one or are we going um, four to one like it doesn't really we don't have to rank them it's kind of just like right. they're all in the same level field all just right, like cool. if i if you pick something i can't pick it all right cool well that that sucks all right well yeah. um <laughs> all right so something that's kind of you know important to me um a little uh, a little bit more than probably most athletes um the thing that i like to use or like to would like to have more of is kind of, um, you know, with Kevin Love, he's been mentioning about how he's been struggling with like the mental health of like the, and like playing in the NBA and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just dealing with that kind of stuff going through it uh, in his career. I think that's kind of something that, you know, I would love to have is being able to 
to have that mental toughness to keep pushing through every game and keep pushing through every practice. I mean, you knew me for, you know, me for the longest time. If I would have missed two jumpers in a row, I would put my head down and just get extremely pissed off or even if it was like people telling me I wasn't this, I wasn't that, that would like, you know, make me crack and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, you know, I've gotten better with that. Um, you know, as I got, I'm getting older, I'm just learning to say, you know, F it, like, don't worry about what anyone else thinks, you know, if you miss this rep, it's whatever, like get the next one. So I guess, you know, having that, you know, Kevin Love type of mental health awareness and mental health, uh, you know, strongness um, going through, like even stuff outside of basketball too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I, I didn't expect that one out of you. So I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> yeah. thrown off there. Um, hmm. yeah. I don't know how we top that. Uh, okay. So for me, my first pick's going to be, uh, I think it's going to go with Tom Brady's will to win. Yeah. Um, I think over, for me personally, like, you know, over any type of like, you know, physical trait that you could have, um, like skill that you can have, if you just have that drive, like sometimes you just find a way, Yeah, you know, it just so happens that, uh, Tom happens to be like, you know, the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. but just having that will to win and finding ways to win, you know, when your team's down, whether your team's up, like keeping the foot on the gas, I think that that can propel you anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it could take you really far and everything else will follow. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, you know, you, you personally know his will to win. I mean, that, that whole, I don't have to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that whole, you know, one Super Bowl. I forget who they played. He was down like 28 to three or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, might, yeah. you might know. I but, might know. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, the amount of winning that, that, that one single human can, you know, accomplish just from his, whether it's IQ or, I mean, he didn't have the physical traits is why he went so low. Right. Uh, and that's why everyone passed on him. So it's just, I think it's more of like him being able to use what he's got up in his brain more than what his, you know, was blessed with in um, athletic ability. But yeah, no, I totally agree. Having that winning mentality is just, is phenomenal. Yeah. I would also like to take a side note here and just comment on the audacity of that restaurant that we went to the other night. Just <laughs> to, to, to instantly put that on as soon as I walk in the door. Like, I didn't know that, that kind of energy. No, that was life. actually like, that was, I, I looked at Nolan after um, we walked in and he said it too. He was like, oh, they have football on. And the and like with Tom Brady, of course, you already know the Pats are going to be in the Super Bowl. So it's just yeah. which Super Bowl they're in, and it just happens to be the, the Super Bowl against the Falcons. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like if that it's wasn't funny. a microcosm of how the night went, I I have no freaking idea, man. It was like it was just it was like the perfect start of like a great two days. And I'm yeah, like, I, I didn't need that in my life. To I, 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 looked at no- <laughs> I looked at Nolan and I was like, if this is how our trip is gonna go, this is gonna be phenomenal for me. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's your number two? <laughs> um. After that. Uh, totally going on the basketball spectrum. And my number two is Russell Westbrook's athleticism. Okay. I said, th- I said this the other day in the car or when we were in Baltimore, I forget which when I said it, but dude, that man is just a freak of nature. And I know there's a lot of other people in different sports that are probably more athletic than Russ, but the way he just, the way he can just do whatever he wants in whatever way he wants it's just like he can bully you down he can just fly right by you he can just explode over you like the oh yeah the levels of of athleticism and everything like that that he contains in his arsenal is just ridiculous and if I were to have that in my game I, I don't know where the heck that would take me but you know that's a once in a 
generation type of player and, and freak athlete. So, you know, I mean, you know, definitely Russell Westbrook's athleticism is definitely on my list easily. Dude, he is – that is that is some next level. Like, I got nothing for that. Yeah, he's, no, like he's it's, actually it's – like, It's like – it, like, gets to the point sometimes where it's, like, scary how athletic he is. Yeah. Like, because you never thought, like, a human could get that high or could, ex- like, could finish so strong. Like, it's just nuts. Uh-huh. Crazy. Yeah. All right. For uh, for my number two, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with just... <laughs> Marshawn Lynch's stiff arm is what I would like in my bag. <laughs> I mean, come on, wow. man, it's like the best video on YouTube. <laughs> oh my god, the one against the Saints! I just want that that stiff arm in my bag. I don't even play football, but I want it. I want it. Oh my I god. Have. You know how effective, like, I mean, like, it, it would, uh, I hate to put it on a uh, fucking, I hate to put it on the mic, but I mean, you know how great that would be at like a, like, like at a, a social setting? Like, if you saw, oh, dude, you, you can use it anywhere. anywhere. Use it Someone anywhere. tries to come up to you and you just, nah. oh, dude, like, get into like a big, like, crowd, like a mall or something. Yeah, and I'm good. Like, you know? All right, I gotta get to the door and straight Marshawn Lynch them through like two stores. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> Fuck. There's no way. How do you not have that? How do you that not have be, that? Yeah, like, I just want to know. <laughs> I want to like, I get to the point where like I kind of want to send an email to Marshawn and be like, "Hey, look, man, like if you're doing just straight forearm workouts, like just let me know what you're doing." Yeah, because yeah. to have that type of not even upper body, just straight one it's arm, just arm, just arm yeah, strength. It's not even shoulder. It's just like from the tricep <laughs> to the wrist. I'm like, like what are you doing? Like, do you have a specific just one day workout to where you're just doing like triceps, biceps, wrist? Like, Maybe you should just do that. Yeah, like Maybe I don't need do that. <laughs> just be all strong from here down. Yeah, just, just have nothing. Just just be strong right yeah. there. <laughs> Big for no reason. Oh my god! But nah, yeah, that that would that would be, <laughs> that would be hilarious. I oh my god, I could see you in certain times too when you get mad enough to just be like, all right, get out of yeah, dude, just get out of the way. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. All right, all right. Uh, my third one um, is LeBron's durability. Not, oh, that's so by, good. Yeah, and by durability, it could be, you know, mental toughness, you know, just physicality toughness. I mean, this man is going to be – well, it's going to start back up, so he's still in his 17th year. This man's going to be in his 18th year looking like he's still, you know, five years in. I mean, he's – when you think he's declining, that's when he starts rising up. I mean, he's having probably one of the best years that he's had in a couple of years and I it could be just because he's with you know AD and the Lakers or it could be that he's just a freak human and he's just you know just LeBron James Dude, he just gonna, gets better every year like yeah. it's insane it, it just gets under it gets undervalued every season like how yeah. much he's unreal and like, he's a walking trip to the finals and you like, and you, there's a bunch of other athletes too. Like I'm not discrediting other athletes who can play for like 20 plus seasons. I mean, but like, if you look at other athletes who are going to play for like 20 plus seasons, uh, like I immediately think of like your Peyton Manning's, your Dirk Nowitzki's, like those guys, like when they were getting towards the end, you knew they were getting towards the end. Like, but guys like LeBron James and even Tom Brady, I mean, Tom Brady, there's some games where he might look like he's coming to the end. And then there's other games where he's going to be like, you know, on the cusp of an MVP season. So, you know, having yeah. – that LeBron durability to just go that hard for, you know, 17 plus years, 18 plus years. is just, that would be something that would be amazing. Yep. 
is crazy. It's I I really actually don't understand like how he does it. Like he hasn't yeah. shown any signs of slowing down. Yeah. But his game somehow changes every year. And like and everyone that keeps saying I mean like I'm not saying like I'm best friends with people around the NBA, but like you see like the stories on like online and like all these links saying like he doesn't even do like anything like out of the ordinary. It's just like regular stuff. He just does it like 110%. Like even with his diet, like he just right. He eats smart. He you know works out smart. He like stretches, does yoga, and like it's so funny because like he's he plays basketball for a living, but he's got like you know he's got uh, the the school, and then he's got his uh, shoe deals and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. how do you have the time to do all that stuff? Yeah, and he's so big in like philanthropy and all that yeah. stuff. Like, like how do you have the time to to work okay. out like that? Like, uh, but no, it's just it's nuts. It's Unreal. it's nuts. All right, is it you now? Is this your three? No, this is – I just went with my three. Oh, so that was that was your three? Yeah, LeBron's durability was my three. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Duh. All right, um, Allen Iverson's handles. handles. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, his handles. I mean, I mean, I grew up watching the guy, so it's one of those things that he had to make the list. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I've never been a big, you know, ball handle type of dude, but mm-hmm. it's always something. Like, I mean, it's today, like, or to this day, you can still go back and watch and, like, as good as everyone's handles is around the league now, yeah. For some reason, like AI is just hits different. Yeah, no, I. It's funny that you say that because I'm literally like, I whenever I'm on my computer, I just put YouTube on my TV and just watch a different type of numerous amounts of basketball plays, and it's literally like best handles in the NBA history, and it just went from Kyrie to Allen Iverson back to Steph Curry. So it's funny. Yeah, it's just it's it's nuts, but he's. That man should deserve so much more than he got in his career. Yeah. It's a, shame. it's a shame. It's a shame. I mean, he got all the way to the dance. I mean, there was just no yeah. stopping, stopping Kobe and Shaq in 2000, 2001. So. Yeah, well, I mean, when your next best guy is Eric Snow, it's pretty hard to stop, you know, that dynamic. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> honestly. If, if Eric Snow and Allen Iverson are going up against Kobe Bryant and Shaq 100 times, I'm going to pick Shaq and Kobe 101 times. Yeah. So I mean, tough. hey, we got game one. I think it was game yeah. one. We got game one, so it's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, no, that's his handles are they're gross. Gross. All right. What's your fourth? Uh, my fourth is the classic, rest in peace, Mamba mentality. Yep. You can't you can't not have that on your list of Cannot. athlete traits. I think, you know. A lot of people say they have the Mamba mentality and, you know, they apply the Mamba mentality, but, and I say sometimes that I want to, I want to have it, but I, that's all I can say is I want to have it. There's no one else that can have it like Kobe did. Right. I mean, he's just, he was the original Mamba mentality and no one, no one will ever have that Mamba mentality like he did. I mean, they'll have different versions of it, but. Right. I mean, that guy, I were, I mean, we went to Cabrini and you know lower marion's about 20 25 minutes away from there is it so yeah so and we actually um me and a couple of my buddies from the guys team and then a couple of girls from the women's team uh we went out and watched uh camden was playing uh west town when cam reddish was in west town oh wow yeah so that was a really good game to watch but it's at lower marion and you know there's some guys uh you know working in concession stands or uh who is like a couple of janitors too uh, during halftime, we were walking around just seeing, like, if anyone was still working there when Kobe was there. And uh, we talked to this one janitor. He's been working there since, I think, you know, the 80s. Okay. Maybe something like that, like uh, early 80s. 
And he said that he was there for Kobe's, uh, I think it was junior and senior year maybe. Mm-hmm. And he said that, that that guy was just in the gym every single day for close to six hours straight a day. Just That's insane. Doing, like, and he's not – and he's saying, like, not stretching for, like, an hour like an hour or two. Like, he came in, stretched for 10 minutes, and just went straight to dribbling and then went straight to conditioning and wow. all that kind of stuff. And he said that, you know, there had been a bunch of times – he said somehow uh, Kobe got his uh, his landline number at his house and would call his landline number, um, his house phone, at like five, six o'clock in the morning asking him to open up the gym. And, you know, he would come open up the gym, watch him work out. And then, you know, it's just nuts. So, you know, to have that mob mentality and to have that desire to, to win and be the best at everything, you know, that you, you know, can, can do, that's definitely something that I would want. For sure. Um, I think it's interesting how you said like, you know, everybody kind of wants it, of course, but I feel like everyone's like pretty good at like doing it for a little bit and I'm guilty of it. Yeah. Like when sometimes when you need to turn it on, like you just got to put the blinders on and you just go for like a week or two. Mm -hmm. For me, it's with school. Like I can do it, but like the whole every day grind to be able to do that. It's so much commitment. And like every, it's something everybody wants to have. You don't even have to be an athlete. Yeah. The dude, the dude did it every day of his life. He just wanted to be the the best version of himself. It didn't matter if he was, if he had to win. I mean, he had to win for him, but like the point is, was he needed to be the best that he could possibly be and everything else mm-hmm. would follow. Crazy. Yeah. And he, like, like you said, like, it's not even just basketball. I mean, he was applying that to everything he was doing. Like you said, I mean, I mean, you saw after he retired, everything he was doing with his daughters and everything he was doing with his family. I mean, he was right. literally, he was competing to be the best dad in the world. And like, obviously you're going to say that your dad's the best in the world and you can't pick a best dad in the world. Cause there's no such thing, but with Kobe's Mamba mentality, he was like, nah, screw that. I'm going to be the best dad in the world. Every kid is going to want me as their dad. Like he was just that dedicated to, you know, making his family happy and making himself family himself happy because his Uh family was that happy. So, right. Right. It's just just commitment on anything he does. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it was every single day for basically every single hour. It's not like he was taking breaks off or days off. So nope. Yeah. Uh, he said it in the interview. He's uh, he had a teacher or something that that uh, that so, that told him something that he stuck with, and you know, for every day of his life, it was you know, don't rest in the middle, rest at the end, and he yeah. didn't rest until unfortunately, you know, the way it went. But yeah, that dude every single day, man, trying to be the best. Yeah, dude, it's it's nuts, Insane. and yeah, it's it's just crazy to think that you know, it it got cut. He got his his life got cut way too short, and it's just yeah. it's crazy to think about how we're talking about it in a past tense because he's gone. But right, I just like I couldn't even imagine what you know his family could be. Right, you know, not now obviously because it's only been a couple of months, but like in that in that future, like that five year future, like mm-hmm. what his daughter could have been on the floor, like what his other daughter would have been like playing volleyball, like. It's not just bad. It's not just his daughter with basketball. I mean, he was there for his daughter with, with volleyball and his littlest or his youngest daughter with like dancing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, what they would have been like growing up is would you know it would have been insane. But you know, I'm sure the amount of time that he spent with them, you know, they've they gained a lot from him. Yeah, so. I'm sure. I'm sure they're not gonna let that all those lessons and all those things go to waste, and they'll yeah. definitely put that into you know everything that they do in the future. So exactly insane all right so for my last one um i'm gonna go with larry bird's grit Hmm. larry bird's grit i mean this dude overlooked in a lot of ways yeah but 
he I don't think there's that many players that played as hard as he could with you know he wasn't the most athletic guy yeah he wasn't tallest wasn't the fastest but he made the most out of everything that he was given and he worked really hard as blue collar dude like the dude was ready to like stop playing basketball so he could go cut grass yeah like insane insane so that's that's literally like I, I wouldn't say it was fully him, but he was definitely one of the guys that growing up, that was like someone I studied like heavily. Yeah. Like, it was more of the boring, you know, fundamental type of guys that I would study rather than the flashy. Like I swear to, I swear like the people that I studied would be like Larry Bird, um, Tim Duncan, and then another older basketball player who actually passed away recently, uh, Wes Unseld. Uh, he played for the university of Louisville and then played for the Washington. I believe they were the generals. Okay, that's a while ago. Um, yeah, so, you know, those were three guys that, you know, just kept it simple, just kept it plain, you know, just did everything the right way. And, you know, that's – if I knew I wasn't going to be the most athletic or the, or the tallest or the strongest, then why not, you know, beat everybody with the simple or simplicity of basketball in itself and just mm-hmm. doing everything the right way, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I had a friend, uh, friend tell me when I was in college that basketball is just a game of chess. Yeah. So, you know, if you can, if you can do things the right way, it doesn't have to be flashy. It's got to be effective. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. That was you got any honorable mentions? I got a pretty funny honorable mention. So, um, <laughs> I think my honorable mention would be just like, uh, <laughs> I, like, it's so weird how to phrase it, but I guess like, I guess like, like the, I would say the cast of TNT's like, comedy and like humor Ooh, nice. like be like being able to think like of like funny stuff that they do every single day like on the spot mm-hmm. and being able to just like make people laugh and make people smile like that it's just something that's just very hard to emulate yes. like so naturally so something like that would have yeah been without like, even trying they're just being a riot yeah exactly like kenny uh, yeah. Ernie, Shaq, and Chuck are just—that's like the four that's guys. The best table in to. sports. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's kind yeah. of unfair. It's yeah, but no, nah, definitely that would probably be my uh, my good my my honorable mention. All right, for my honorable mention, it's going to be Philip Rivers' fertility. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I, I need an explanation for it. I just I think need... it's amazing. The dude, <laughs> the dude does not miss. He's got like nine kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just plays football. Dude just gets a bunch of yards, throws a bunch of interceptions. But oh the guy just keeps going. I don't know how old he is, but he's pumping him out. So I'm sure there's yeah. another one on the way that we don't know about. You know, I just i <laughs> I just don't I just don't understand how he could be so good at having children, but be so bad at winning championships or even getting to championships, getting champ- winning playoff games. I don't understand. Yeah, it, I like it, to think it, a lot of it is they never put like an offensive line in front of them. Yeah, but. Who knows? Maybe he's got to get all of his kids out there. Yeah, maybe, maybe, like, maybe he's just like, he finally, once he gets his last one out, he'll be like a lot lighter on his feet. Yeah, exactly. And he's just, just so and full then, of it, you know? Yeah, like maybe that's why he looks like fat. And then once he yes. gets rid of it, like, he'll be a lot lighter on his feet. He'll be like the next Patrick Mahomes. Dude, he's holding way too many things in the sack. He's got to get it all out. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's science, man. Science is undefeated. I'm a half doctor. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> something like that oh my god all right um so you're into the whole music thing too um i mean you were kind enough to let us use your you know your stuff on the podcast here yep um 
So what kind of uh, what kind of music you listen to? Obviously, I know what kind. What yeah. <laughs> artists are you listening to these days? Like who is um, probably your most played right now? You know, obviously you know me, so I'm all hip hop guy. Uh, grew up my family listening to hip hop. My mom grew up basically listening to you know Run DMC. Um, that is yeah. so on brand for your mother. I know, right? Like <laughs> Run DMC, and then as that started to get like a little bit older, um, she started listening to, like a little bit of Jay Z, Eminem, Dr. Dre. Uh, you know, she's kind of faded away from, you know, the newer school of rap, which I don't blame her because, you know, that's a huge switch up from what it used to be like. Um, but, you know, me, I just rode with the hip hop kind of wave. And, uh, you know, now I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, huge advocate for Lil Baby, um, rapper from, you know, down south. Mm-hmm. Dude is unreal. I think, you know, right now he's probably one of the hottest, if not the hottest in the game. Um, you know, he's got, uh, we paid by him and, um, I forget, I keep forgetting the guy's name. I think it's 42 something. Um, and then, um, he's got another song that he just wrote about actually like the social injustices that's going on in the world. And both of those two songs are number one and two on iTunes right now. Really? Yeah. So he, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he just put up that screenshot actually on Instagram so, like, that's how much of a fan I am. I follow him on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, like, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, uh, he's definitely, you know, my favorite guy to listen to right now. And, you know, after him, it's just basically anything that's, you know, that's, like, kind of new that's getting out there. I mean, T Grizzly dropped a new album that's really good. Uh, a Boogie dropped a deluxe to his album that he released earlier in the year, which is really good. Um, a huge Juice World guy. You know, that's another life I got cut short. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, that was a sad but, day. Yeah, huge, absolutely huge Juice World guy. I thought personally he was going to change how hip hop was, you know, looked at. Um, he was more of that, I think, in my opinion, that soul hip hop with mm-hmm. a little bit of sing- uh, singing here and there. So, you know, Juice World is definitely a guy that um, I'll find myself listening to every day. Um, but yeah, no, little baby. He's definitely the guy that, you know, I'll, he's, in my opinion, he has those songs that you can either, you know, turn up to and work out to, or, you know, he has those songs that are, you know, very mellow and calm that you can just like, you know, bop your head to. And if you're like on a long drive and stuff like that, I mean, yeah, just our enjoy. drive, yeah. yeah, our drive up yeah, in there, it's a good drive up and down. I just played, you know, a mixture of little baby and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, little baby's definitely my go-to artist right now. All right. All right um yeah i mean i don't i'm not you know me i'm not like huge into like hip-hop and stuff like i, I definitely like it yeah. i enjoy it but i'm never on top of it so i'm gonna have yeah. to check all of those names out because uh what? i don't think other than that drive i don't i don't think i knew a single song on that drive <laughs> unless it was me yeah. I, i'm very wholeheartedly convinced i didn't know a single song for the four hours total of driving this the last couple yeah days, so. well i mean that's i mean you've, <laughs> you've been you've been over you've been over there for too long of a time so we got to catch you up with what yeah, you've been missing. gonna have to all right let's uh let's close out i'm gonna turn the tables over to you so it's gonna be your opportunity to ask me any questions about anything that you want um okay. so everything's in play uh but yeah before we close this out i'm gonna pass it over to you man go ahead all right, so the one—I mean, we talked about it a lot on our drives to Baltimore and even down there. And, you know, just catching up the one night I came over. Um, you know, the one thing that I wanted to ask you is, you know, basically with your studies and you know, try, chasing that professional dream. 
how is, you know, how is this whole entire pandemic, you know, been affecting you? Has it made it harder to like, with the fact that you might have to transition to more online learning than in person? Um, for me, the online learning thing is not the biggest deal when it comes to like classroom material. Mm -hmm. Uh, I personally, you know, don't really get too much out of being in the classroom anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things like I could get eight hours of sleep at like 8am when I go to class as soon as I sit down, I'm ready to go to bed again. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I can do so much learning on my own. So that's kind of where I get all of the knowledge anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, so that aspect's not that big of a deal, but COVID's kind of taken us all out of our clinicals. So, yeah. I mean, I was supposed to be doing a lot of like patient interviews and patient exams and kind of just like working on the craft. Cause it's a big, mm -hmm. like uh, it's a habit that you got to build. And it's a lot of like hand skills and, yeah. you know, like speaking skills that you need to develop. So I'm definitely behind the curve on that. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's the only way I'm, I'm trying to, we're all waiting to see how our school is going to figure out how to, you know, get us patient contact. Yeah. So for me, it's one of those things like I'm going to have to squeeze away in while I'm home indefinitely. I don't know when I'm supposed to go back yeah. um, to get more patient interaction. Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to like look for a job or look for some shadowing opportunities or anything, but it's kind of making it hard because it adds one more thing to the plate that I have to catch up on. Yeah. Because they're you. not lightening the load in the classroom, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's pretty, that's the biggest thing for me is I'm missing a lot of the clinical stuff and the hands-on skills that I don't get to work on. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously with what you're chasing, you gotta, you know, have that connection and have that, you know, one-on-one -on -one contact with your patients. So I, I could see where, you know, that's kind of, you know, I guess in a sense, making you a little angry that you can't have that kind of practice. Yeah, it's frustrating. A lot of people are annoyed by it, but I mean, for me, I'm kind of go with the flow. Just yeah. take every day as is and do what you mm -hmm. can to improve in other ways. You know, you, it'll catch up eventually. So yeah, um, and then we talked about this in the car too. Um, but you know, people obviously weren't in the car listening unless their FBI agents were hacking into the car. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> so like, basically, after you know, like you know, once you get into that that time um in this what would your top locations be for you know a residency would you rather you know be in the north would you be south and like northeast like uh for residency if i had to pick just based on location yeah and not necessarily like the hospital or the program mm -hmm. i would love to stay as close to robinsville new jersey as i can okay so, okay <laughs> um biggest thing is you know i I hopefully have to be able to live at home yeah i mean i'd rather not pick up any other expenses that i don't have to Makes sense. Um, so as, as close to that as possible. So whether that's in like the PA area, you know, mm -hmm. New York, Delaware, wherever. Yeah. I also wouldn't mind going south, maybe down like Georgia, just because I have family down there. Uh huh. Um, I wouldn't want to go out west. I don't think. Okay. I'm actually very convinced. Unless I had to, again, whoever, yeah. whoever takes me. But mm -hmm. if I had to pick, I would stay far away from out west as possible. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I wouldn't mind Texas either. Texas is pretty cool. I like it over there. I've never been to Texas. I've only been a, a couple times. Okay. I mean, the food's good enough for me to, you know, want to go down there. <laughs> um, all right. I got two more questions. My first question is if you had to choose one location to be, you know, set in like uh, hospital wise, what location would that be? Um, like your, your dream location. Dream location? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have a hard time pulling me out of New Jersey, man. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, even, really if John, even, even if John Hopkins was like, "Come here." Ooh, all right. See, that's what I'm saying. You're right. 
when we when we passed that hospital you were going nuts like you were Dude, fangirling over it it's so good the program's <laughs> insane that's um, what that's what, that's why i gave you this question i knew like you wanted to stay home but that, if that john hopkins calls calling i guess yeah you're right you're right okay yeah so if we're going like on institution, yeah, yeah. Hopkins would be insane just because I would, you'd learn so much and you're yeah. with the best of the best. I mean, it'll mm-hmm. push you to be better every day because the people you're competing with in residency, yeah. mm-hmm. like those dudes are brilliant. Like, I don't even yeah. know if I belong on the court with them, <laughs> you know, but um, that, I mean, Mass Gen um, of Massachusetts, of yeah. course, you know, that's probably the best one in the country. Yeah. Um, but if it's on location, like I would love to just be somewhere like Philly, anywhere in Philly is nice because that's my favorite city yep so um i would be down for that anywhere like surroundings like the willowbrook area you know the okay. salem area even yeah, so yeah, not yeah. That far out yeah. but um you know if i could stay you know in a program out there that'd be really nice all right all right so. and the last thing is just kind of like a it could either to apply to school it could apply to like sports because i know you know obviously i know you with basketball but you also do paintballing um is there one thing that you could wish you could go back and change whether it's with school or, or sports um wish i can go back and change yeah i uh for for sports i wish it was i wish i you know developed my game earlier than i did okay um so my game really developed a lot earlier a lot later in in high school um like really senior year kind of started to like expand mm-hmm and then even when I got to college, I started working with Coach Stringer and, you know, all of the guys up there like Remus and them. Yeah. You know, they, they made me a lot better of a basketball player. So mm-hmm. I, wish, I wish it happened sooner. Yeah. But I don't think I'd take it back because I, I probably wouldn't have ended up at Rutgers if I did. Yeah, I got you. Know? you. And then with school, I actually wish I read some textbooks in college. That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be so sweet. Just if, bought you know, the books and let them sit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't, know if you, I don't even think I bought them, to be honest. But, um, yeah, that'd be really sweet because – I don't know. It's, it was a hard transition for me last year. Mm-hmm. And even now, because like the course load gets bigger. So just being used to actually having to read stuff every day, it would have been yeah. nice, to, been nice to have on your belt when you go to graduate school, you know? Okay. But, but yeah, yeah, those are pretty good. Yeah. You know, pretty good. I pretty, thought related to, you know, everything that's been going on at least. Yeah. Wait, all right, hold on. Before uh, before we before we do this little outro that we had planned, um, I did want to ask you questions, a couple mm-hmm. questions about the music. Um, so you have an album out on SoundCloud. Yep. Is this the something that we can look forward to new stuff coming out on there? Like, can we do expect another album? I know you're going to be busy with basketball, but I mm-hmm. know you also have a lot of things in your brain that you're writing mm-hmm. down and stuff. So. Yep. Actually, I might still have. Yeah. All right. So this is the original notebook that I used to write everything I did um, in high school. I'm not going to uh-huh. show you. I'm, I mean, obviously no one would see it, but yeah. But, um, but in there is just a bunch of stuff, you know, it could be, you know, one sentence, two sentences, even just words that rhyme together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just be laying in bed, turn over, turn the light on and just write it down. But yeah, no, I got a bunch of stuff written down. Uh, when we were in the car, I showed you those two beats yeah, that I was talking about. Yeah, those two are definitely gonna. Um, I have to finish. Those are already recorded, so I I have okay. two new I have two new unreleased songs that are done. Um, they just have to be produced by my producer. Uh, his uh, his name is Makai, but his uh, rapper name or producer name is Albino Panda, which is actually 
pretty cool name. It's a good name. Lie. Yeah, it's a good yeah. Name. yeah, I really like it a lot. And he's been, you know, helping me a lot with this music process. But, um, yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoy making music um, or at least recording to music. You know, it's it's something that I can do on my free time. And it's something that, you know, I could do like just relaxing or taking it as like sometimes I, I even like joke around with it but then after I listen to like myself recorded I'm like wait wow there's actually like some good bars that are in there like let me let me actually sit down and like think of something to write down so I wouldn't mm-hmm. say you know that album on SoundCloud's a one and done um you know I wouldn't say that at all I think you know that's kind of just the beginning of what I could actually do so okay to well, big things man answer things. it yeah, to answer it, I mean, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, more music will be coming out. And um, I think I'm looking to, you know, expand it to other things of SoundCloud. Uh, probably looking to go, you know, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, stuff Ooh. like that. So, all right, let's you know, get it. Can, let's freaking get actually, it. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. actually download the music instead of just, you know, streaming it on SoundCloud. So, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that was just a warm up. Honestly, That's awesome. I'm excited to hear it. Um, yeah, all right. Do you, do you have a beat queued up? Are we about to end this on, on a little freestyle rap that you got going on? Uh, yeah, let me, let me try and do this. So what I'm going to do is I can do it through YouTube on my TV, right. see if that works. And if it doesn't, I'll just do it acapella for sure. All right. So um, while, while you're doing that, um, if you had a chance to hit a half court shot, uh, if you made it, uh, you would get $50,000, but if you missed it, or if you didn't hit it in seven attempts, you have six months in jail. Would you, would you take the shot? So, all right. So if I hit the shot, I make how, I get how much money? 50 K. 50 K. But if if you only have it, seven attempts, seven attempts. Okay. Six months in jail. Like nothing, my, no, it's nothing serious, but like six months in a slam. Am I, am I allowed to run up as long as I stay behind the half court line? I'm good. Yes. Um, you might as well just give me $50,000 cause I'm going to get it in like four tries. All right. Very good. That was my answer too. Was my, I mean, because, I didn't shoot all those half court shots at Sawmill for nothing, you know? Yeah. I mean like realistically, cause you know, the first two shots are going to be either wide left or wide right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then once you, once you get the directioning down, it's all about power. And I mean, I'm six foot seven. So like I have a lot of power in me naturally. Yeah. So then after that, it's just figuring out how much to do or like how much to ease off of. So, I mean, I, I would take my chance. And dude, it's six months. Like, <laughs> like it's not really that bad. Like, I, I can't say that because I, I guarantee you people have been to jail probably for like a month and it's probably horrible. Um, it's probably fucking terrible. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, it's, you know, credit to people who actually get through jail because that's amazing. Yeah. The horror stories that I hear. I, uh, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. Hard pass. <laughs> but no, nah, I think, I think I could, uh, all right. I think I can make it in seven terms. All right. Let me, can you hear that? I can hear that. Like, can you hear it perfectly with me rapping? I can. Uh, I mean, I guess. Can you hear? Can you hear both like perfectly, like as it's going yeah. through? Yeah. Yeah. Right, cool. I think so. Right. I don't know if we can't do it. I'm headed it out. So. All right. Um. So the thing is going to be, you're gonna give me. I see this all over TikTok, which is that's honestly amazing. I don't even know if I can do it, but I'm gonna try okay. it. We're gonna try it. <laughs> so what it is is you're gonna give me three words to start. All right, so I'm gonna go to random word generator. Is that the plan? I, I mean, it's up to you. You can you can pick the words. You can like you can hand pick them. No, um, I'm gonna do it random. <laughs> and then um, I had to incorporate those words into the rap. All right. Does uh do you need like a certain number of syllables or anything? Like does it matter? No, it's just I'll just go for like 
a minute long. All right. So I'll start um, this <sighs> All right. It's going to be plug. Let me walk this down. Because me, I'm just going to keep babbling on and forget the words. <laughs> That's just how I know it's going to happen. All right. Plug. Time. Time. And highlight. Highlight? Highlight. Wow, these are actually like... Oh, these are going to be good. <laughs> all right. I mean, I couldn't even think of a sentence to use all of those in, so... All right. Okay. So you can hear the beat, right? Yeah, it's coming in pretty good. All right. Let's turn up a little bit. This is... Young Doug Check instrumental. I'm gonna take my headphones off. Yeah, yeah. Finally made it overseas, give my mom a hug. Charging everybody like I am the real plug. And you know I'm coming through, I'm talking with my slimes. Looking at my clock and yeah, it's my time. Making it to the spotlight like a highlight. I be doing everything, yeah, I'm doing it real right. When I getting on the paper, yeah, you know I'm talking about everything. I'm balling on the court like I am a Laker. Like I am the 2-3, like LeBron, trying to do everything for my mom. Hoping she's smiling and she's real happy. And you know I'm doing this for my stepdaddy who be stuck in Italy. I'll be over there soon, yeah, don't miss me too much. Because you know I'm balling on them and you know I'm too clutch. And you know I'm coming over, hopping over like I'm on a crutch. And you know I'm balling and I'm falling. Yeah, and you know that I'll be stalling. Uh, yeah, so that's just off the top of the head. That's good stuff. <laughs> that's good stuff. That's yeah. fun. That was fun. I had a good time. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, obviously that's like that's like kind of like the insight of like when I first hear a beat, it's just whatever comes to my head, I just kind of like write like say it out loud, and then once I like re-listen to it, I'll be like, all right, well that's just a stupid line, cross it out. But if that one's a good line, I'll keep it and just try to go off that. But yeah, right, that's awesome, man. Yeah, the process itself seems so intricate that. Dude, it's just so crazy, like, seeing people, like, I like me personally, I think the best freestyler, like, just on the spot in the game right now is, like, like either Lil Dicky. He's um, so good. Uh, Juice World was probably – it was insane. Uh, I haven't heard any of his. I'm going to listen to it as soon as we hang out. Yeah, Juice World is insane. Lil Dicky's insane. Um, and then probably Tory Lanez. Those three are probably, like, my top three freestylers, like, who go on, like, a radio show – uh-huh. And just absolutely like go in on beats. Like some guys, they just like write freestyles down. But like all like Lil Dickies and Juice Worlds are straight off the top. There's a straight video of Juice World just like for a straight hour just freestyling. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find that. But yeah, no. That's so awesome. yeah, that's all. That's all you can get from me. Yeah, it's all right. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna use a, we're gonna use a different song this week uh, for the intro. So I'm excited right, for that. Good. You have to send me that stuff, man. But. Thanks for uh, thanks for spending the last hour. So I know you had some training to do for uh, hoops, but uh, it's all good. Yeah, man. Um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate the good vibes that we uh, we had on this this week's episode. Um, and it'll drop tomorrow, man. So I'll send you yeah. like, as soon as I have it. All right. Perfect. That sounds good to me. Thanks for having me on, man. No worries. Later. All right. I'll talk to you. Yep.